Welcome to the Axial Spondylarthritis Podcast, hosted by me, Jason Sacco. I'm a longtime spondy looking to bring the community closer to give the community a voice. I'll be reaching out to organizations, doctors, nutritionists, and anyone that I think can help increase our spondy quality of life. Enjoy and learn what is available to make your life better. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Axial Spondyl Arthritis Podcast. Hope this finds everyone doing well. You know, today I thought I would kind of review a topic that I see come up a lot, especially for the folks that are just starting off with a diagnosis and wondering where it's going to go and where it's going to take them. And that is kind of the progression and what to expect with axial spondyloarthritis. Now, this is going to deal more with once you have gone from the non-radiographic and moved over to the radiographic side, also known as ankylosing spondylitis. So what are some of the key takeaways? I found this great article and I'll have a link to it in the show notes. And it talks about kind of what to expect. And the key takeaway from this article is that we all know AS is a progressive disease. It gets worse as time goes on. Biologics can hopefully for some slow that progression down. For me, I was diagnosed and my worst activity, the most damage to me was done in my teens and 20s and biologics didn't exist then. By my late 20s, biologics were starting to just come on the scene with Humira and I, but I didn't even, I don't think I even got on Humira for another 10 years. So for people that are being diagnosed now, it's a much different game. It's a much different treatment plan process. It's a much different process that you can hopefully use to mitigate some of the damage. So as we look at AS, axial spondyloarthritis, and its version radiographic, we know it's a progressive form of an inflammatory arthritis. The immune system, for whatever reason, decides that it's going to attack itself. And you'll see people say it was trauma and it was this and it was that. And I'm not you know, saying that maybe that didn't help bring it to light, but at this point, we really don't know what causes the trigger, what causes your body to start. I have my own thought process of what might have triggered mine, but there's no way to know, at least not at this time with the current uh, medical testing abilities there are. There just isn't a way to know what actually caused it. So the progression, as we talk about AS, the progression varies from person to person. Two people can have it. I've seen people that are out running marathons and I'm disabled for hip replacements and walking with a cane. And there's others that are even worse. So there's just no way of telling how severe you're going to get it, what level it's going to attack you. It is what it is. And you kind of have to develop your own treatment plan and, and unfortunately test It's constantly testing medications to see what's going to work for you and what's not going to work. And although most people with the condition notice back pain early on, mine was hip pain is where mine kicked in. If left untreated, new bone can grow in the spine, causing painful spinal fusion. Not everyone with AS will develop this condition. If you look at my x-rays, and I've posted them online before, my x-rays clearly show the spinal growth, the bone growth on the spine that limits my movement. Other joints may also be affected, such as the neck, shoulders, jaws, hips, hands, feet, fingers, and toes. Because AS causes progressive inflammation throughout the whole body, some people develop complications outside the joints. You know, they can be such as eye problems like iritis and uveitis. You can get heart issues, fatigue, and then again, depression and muscle weakness. So the early stages, as with other types of inflammatory arthritis, like rheumatoid arthritis, early diagnosis and treatment of AS are important for stopping or slowing the disease. This can help prevent joint deformity, new bone formation in the spine, disability, and associated health problems. 
Structural damage caused by AS is generally not reversible. Below are some symptoms you may notice when AS is in its early stages. Well, it can be things like back pain. It feels like maybe you you did something or picked something up wrong, but it's a pain that I, I equate it more of a Oh, more of a grinding. It just doesn't seem like it's ever going to go away. Where a muscle pain, you can feel that muscle hurt. This one is a deeper pain, um, more, I don't know if it's painful is the right term to use, but it's definitely a noticeable different pain. There can be stiffness. You know, AS primarily affects the joints in the spine. When the joints don't move for the period of time, they become stiff. This happens when you sleep. You're laying down, you're sleeping, and without that movement, you wake up in the morning, you're feeling stiff, sore, achy. Add inflammation to the picture, and it can be very painful when the person tries to get up and move again. Then there's fatigue. Although fatigue tends to increase significantly over the course of the disease, it can also be an early indicator to help rheumatologists diagnose AS. And that fatigue, it's, it doesn't matter how much sleep you get, doesn't matter how many naps you take. It's just a constant grind. And that's generally because your body is full of inflammation and it's fighting itself and your body never gets that chance to actually relax to sleep. It's always in a sleep a little bit, wake up stage, sleep a little bit, wake up. And so you never get truly good sleep. In the later stages, the spine may be the primary source of pain in AS, but other joints may become involved as well. When this happens, tissues like muscle and tendons can be affected in addition. Complications in other organs such as the heart and eyes can occur. This is probably one of the key things is if you start to feel pain in the eyes, not just a dry eye, but uh, you know, when I first had my bout with iritis, I thought it was pink eye, was treated for pink eye, and my eye kept getting worse and worse and worse until I finally had to go to the emergency room. Luckily enough, on a Sunday evening, there was a ophthalmologist at the emergency room who came in and looked and, you know, asked why I was on crutches. I told him I have ankylosing spondylitis. He looked at my eye and he says, that's not pink eye. That's iritis and you've got a hot one there is how we called it. And it took months to get it under control. There can also be some things with heart complications. And this is not a large percentage. It's actually quite a small percentage of people with AS will have cardiovascular problems associated with the disease, but it can happen. There can be conduction problems and cardiomyopathy. So again, it's very important that your doctor continuously monitor your overall health when you have AS to see progression levels and what's going on in the rest of your body. There can also be some gastrointestinal problems, things like Crohn's type of IBS that can affect people with AS as well. Again, these are all things that are affected by inflammation and your body is filled with it. That's just a key reason why it's very important to try and get that inflammation under control. Another one you'll hear people talk about quite a bit is brain fog. The fatigue and the poor sleep can lead to brain fog. And that's if your body is stressed, if your body is tired, it's very easy for your body to want to focus on pain and forget daily tasks. It could be for work. It could be something as simple as your keys. I don't know about you, but I can't tell you the number of times I've gotten up from either my computer desk or the living room, walked into the kitchen, and completely forgot why in a span of 10 steps I had gone in there. It happens, happens repeatedly, or you go to walk outside and you're like, I know I forgot something, or you're driving away, and you're like, darn it, I forgot this, or I got, I got to go back and get that. So it happens. It's just a piece of what we deal with, and Again, the key ways is if you can get your sleep under control and start to control some of the pain and the inflammation, some of this brain fog should hopefully start to lessen and, and maybe even go away. When there's advanced stages of AS, 
This is when the new bone starts to form. This leads to spinal fusion. And this new bone formation is called ankylosis, which gives the ankylosing spondylitis its name. The spinal fusion results in immobility, kyphosis, which is the rounding of the spine, and an increased risk of fracture of the bones in the spine. You can be at greater risk if your spine is fused and you're in a car accident. You can really be hurt quite severely, quite easily, even in mild car accidents. In addition to that, you'll have the rounding of the spine, uh, the hunched back as it's called kyphosis. You'll also have maybe some rib cage issues as your ribs uh, want to not expand and you need them to expand. So that's very key. If you do nothing else, listen to the episodes that I did on exercise. Go way back, there's the Yoga for AS, and I need to have those guys on again. They're fantastic programs. Just recently, I had Alex on, and he does just phenomenal exercise videos on YouTube that you can utilize. And if you want more advanced, reach out to Alex and, and work with him. But just to the videos alone, there's fantastic basic exercises. Like I've said over and over, you don't need to be pumping heavy weights and thinking that you're going to be a bodybuilder. It's strictly bringing in movements. Even if your body says you don't want to do it, that becomes more important why you need to do it. Don't forget also, while we're halfway through May, you want to look at the Walk for AS. Uh, I'll have a link in the show notes. I did an interview with Jennifer not that long ago. Start logging your steps. I've gone to tracking my steps, and I noticed I was doing like 1,100, 1,200 steps a day. That was hardly anything. I know people are trying to uh, have a goal of 10,000. For me, that's, I don't think, reasonable on a daily basis, but I did up it, and I'm running anywhere from 23-ish to 3,000 steps a day now, and I'm just trying to push myself to go now from the top end being 3,000 to the low end being 3,000, and for me, that's huge, and I hope for you, you can get in there, and I don't care if it's you're logging eight, 900 steps a day. Start logging them. Go to Walk for AS. Join up, jump on my team called the Blue Apples, not my team, but the team I'm on. Jump on there. Let me know you're there. Let me know you heard through this podcast. Jump on, start logging your steps, and let's have fun with this. I want to see more and more people on there. So what are some of the treatments for preventing the progression of AS? Well, we've all heard about biologics. There's the anti-TNF items like Humira and Embryol. You know, everybody's very familiar with those. There's also a newer class called the Janus kinase inhibitors, JAK inhibitors. And I'm taking one of those with a brand called Cosentex. It's worked very well. There's even a one coming out now, Rhinovac, Rhinovac, something like that is how it's pronounced. And it's a pill form, which is unique, especially if you have aversions to shots. Now, again, it might not be the one that works for you, but if you're still in the treatment stages of trying to find what works for you and you can get it approved, why not try it? See what it does. There's also the traditional DMARDs, the things like sulfazines and methotrexate. Those can both be added in. I never had good luck with either one of those. I didn't tolerate either of them very well. It wasn't that I got sick. I just, they, they constantly kept me in an upset type stomach. So I ended up taking methotrexate and sulfazine for very, very short periods of time. I don't have any real world uh, experience to share with you on those. So, and then just make sure that you talk to your doctor. Keep updates to your doctor on pain levels, what seems to be working, what's not working, exercises you've tried, exercises that have worked good and ones that have worked bad. Keep the breathing going in, deep breathing. And as you go forward, don't hesitate to reach out. Go to the forums on Facebook and reach out to people. Come into Walk for AS that I'll have a link in the show notes. Join up the community. Stay involved as much as you can. 
and just remember to always be your best advocate and don't give up. Try and try and try until you find what works for you. So with that, I know this is, you know, a kind of a terrible topic because it forces you to try to, oh, I don't know, face what could be coming down the path. But it doesn't have to be coming to the level that those of us that were diagnosed 30 plus years ago are dealing with. With your new diagnosis, you've got much, much more ammunition to use in your fight against AS. So do that. Fight against it and live the best that you can. And with that, I hope you have a wonderful day. I love to hear from you. Go to the spondypodcast.com. Feel free to drop me an email. Let me know how you're doing. Join up on the Walk for AS on the Blue Apples. And I look forward to hearing from you. Take care and have a wonderful week.